Welcome to Out of the Box Radio with me, your host, Christine Blasdale. Out of the Box Radio is a weekly podcast of audible ear candy dedicated to bringing a fresh perspective on this thing that we call life. And each and every week, we're going to be diving into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as health, wellness, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide for this epic adventure, and each and every week we're going to be embarking on a journey with the ultimate goal being transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am so very happy that you're tuning in today because we have a very, very special show. My guest today is Amira Hall, who is a master intuitive trainer, entrepreneur, and mystic dedicated to helping you become the very best person that you want to be. She is a clairvoyant quantum energy healer and mentor who sparks lasting changes, raising vibes for over well over 20 years now. And we're going to get into a whole bunch of discussions today about where we are, what's going on in the world, what's going on inside of us, this whole thing called ascension. What does that mean? Are we waking up? Are we sleeping still? All of those great things with my dear guest today, Amira Hall. Welcome, Amira, to Out of the Box. Thank you so much. It's a, a real pleasure and an honor, and I'm delighted we're out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, boy, we we have. There's just some kooky things. We'll let the listener in on. We'll let the listeners in on a little bit um, before we had this uh, this interview. Uh, we had a a really difficult little time sort of getting connected because uh, phone lines, um, uh, computer issues, all of that. And I think that that's quite a mirror symbol of what's going on with some people right now. I'm not saying everybody, but there's a lot of stuff going on right now, isn't there? Well, I think I've, I feel like I'm a broken record. I've been saying this to my clients and students for over two years now, but this last part of this year has seemed to not only be crazy on steroids um, and not all bad crazy, but just super accelerating in, mm. in strange ways. And I'm noticing everything being more difficult in like a simple connection <laughs> that we normally take yeah. for granted that we're both competent technically, technology, <laughs> it's easy for you to say, technologically, but for whatever reasons, nothing was clicking. And I find that this is exactly what's happening to people. Things are breaking down mm-hmm. in every in every category of their lives. Yes, very much so. And uh and 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 if you if you're not aware of what's happening and and having a really good way of dealing with it, you can kind of short circuit yourself and perhaps uh, lash out at others, lash out at yourself. So we're going to get into all of that because there is so much stuff that's happening right now. But I wanted to um, I wanted to give our listeners a bit of a background, if you don't mind um, letting our listeners know your journey. How did you, first of all, what an amazing, I mean, what a great thing to wake up and say that you're going to do, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be healing and mentoring folks and guiding them on this journey called life. How did you get to this point? 
Well, I can't say that it was a smooth path. <laughs> uh, and I certainly never thought in a million years growing up in Canada um, in a Catholic background that I would ever be in this position. I My first career was an interior designer, and then I moved into sales. And I had been working in corporate America until I had a yearning in the 90s for spiritual growth and pilgrimage. And I found myself on a journey in Egypt. And, you know, I'm condensing the story somewhat for this, the purpose of this, but I ended up having a near-death experience. Mm. After spending two and a half weeks in Egypt, uh, meditating in some of the master temples and the sacred, uh, what do they call it, the Holy of Holies, in the temples and having some extraordinary spiritual experiences in those places, I found myself in the Valley of the Kings when I had my near-death experience. And I can tell you that experience triggered something within me that mm -hmm. I could see everything different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could see between what they call the veils. The veils, right. I would look at an armoire in a bedroom and I would see this being like uh, an entity in the wood grain. And I thought I was losing my mind. <sighs> and I discounted it. And I didn't really want to tell anybody because for sure they were going to lock me up and throw, throw away the key. This was in 1998. Um, the very same day that occurrence happened, I had to take a plane to Cairo from Luxor. Cairo to uh, New York, New York to Atlanta, Atlanta to San Diego. And when I got off the plane in New York City, I walked into the, off, onto the jetway and all the people looked like black and white paper dolls. Wow. And it freaked me out and I thought I was losing my mind. And uh, that continued for quite some time until I got to San Diego. And then, even then, for nine months, I walked around hating my job, pretty much fired my friends and family, <laughs> and I was stuck in a very miserable place, in depression, in anger, and miserable. And I found a healer, finally, after going to many psychics and many healers, and I didn't know who to turn to. You know, that was in the early stages of the Internet. There wasn't a lot of where I could go for resources. And asking around and talking to my connections, I finally found a healer that said, oh, that was easy. You've got stuck energy. And so for me, that was my, aha, great. Um, I'll do anything to get out of this misery that I'm in. And that's when I started the journey of learning how to clear my energy. And, and, and coupled with what happened to me in my near-death experience and being able to see energy. That's what was happening. I was seeing energy fields. And I was seeing, it's, if you can just imagine the energy field of a person with all their thoughts and all their experiences oh. are like a software program. Oh, and you're seeing I, it all. I, I, I felt like a human virus scanner that was digging through the software. Mm. And then I would just get lit and I would know exactly what happened and where the energy got stuck. And I could relieve it. I could see it and move it. You know, if you ask the computer guy, how does the virus scanner work? How, what can he tell you? You know, you, you got, hit a couple of buttons and it starts, you know. Hit reboot. Kind of what, well, yeah, that was kind of what was happening for me. And I didn't have any references. 
So this has been 20 years now, Christy. Um, and so part of that journey was learning how to manage it, manage what I could see. And in turn, I was starting to teach other people how to manage their own intuition. And when you can manage your intuition and you can change the energetic output, let's say the software of something, you can actually, it starts like I was living Harry Potter's life. I was starting to live like a modern day magic. It's because, and it's not magic. It was like learning how to push certain buttons to change the outpicturing of what movie you wanted to play. Right. How to manifest. Everybody wants to know the secret code of manifesting. And that's what it was. But more than that, first and foremost, I did not want to do anything for to be a psychic or a clairvoyant or, you know, that was the last thing on my list. I I just wanted to live a nice life, <laughs> do a job and, you know. I have friends that say, you know, I just said, I'm normal. And they go, no, no you're nothing but normal. <laughs> <laughs> and the truth be, none of us are. None of us are, right. But we, finding uh, that. I, and so then I continually was spurred to helping other people find out that special spark within themselves. To activate that, to get access to that. It was in 2009 that I wrote my book, the first book, Wake Up, Shift Happens. <laughs> it's a great title. <laughs> and it was a time it's a time of great awakening. So in 2009, that was barely on the radar of anybody. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't I didn't really understand myself what we were stepping into. And I remember being on the balcony in Egypt, it was after some adventure that we took, because I, I used to guide groups to Egypt, to spiritual pilgrimages. And I was sitting there meditating, and my guide came in, and I asked my guide, what does this mean? This, what, is, what are they talking about for 2012? What does this mean for the yous and me's of the world? You know, the average Joe. And my guide said, imagine today you're a caterpillar, and tomorrow you're a butterfly. And that has never left me. Mm. And that is what's going on here. The caterpillars, many of us have been in an awakening phase on the planet. And we've been in this incubator, in the um, cocoon. And we're morphing. We're changing into some form. We don't know yet what that's going to look like. And we can't comprehend the true spiritual freedom that comes with that. And imagine a garden and being a butterfly and free and uh, compared to being a caterpillar underneath the leaves, hidden, crawling around, you know, inching <laughs> along, barely, you know, in the dark, you know, that's where we're living as a mass in society. Uh, definitely. Definitely. And so, so your, your journey, what I, what I, you said something earlier that I really tapped into that there was this urge within you to help others, to help guide others. Um, and that is the most, I don't want to say noble because it's, there's, it, it's just, it's just real within you. And that's what I feel as well. And I think so many, so many people are waking up to that, that 
we we're all on this journey. No one is higher than another person. No one is more enlightened or spiritual or some guru than than another. We're all learning, right? We're all kind of, of like you said, getting our wings. But there is this something within you that has that need to help others, which I think is so beautiful. And that is a that comes back as a blessing into your life. You know what I'm saying? Well, I sure hope so. I mean, oh, yeah. every ounce of my being is about doing my work. Yeah. Um, and I think that is also one of the common traits that people are experiencing in waking up. Yes. As they have a need to he- help or assist humanity in whatever capacity that is. I mean, my computer guy that was helping me with the malware that got onto my system, I mean, he's a light worker. He's supporting someone like me. To me, that's what he's good at. And without him, I couldn't do my work. And and he's not doing the same type of work, but I would say he's a light worker. Yes, yes. No, I know exactly what you're saying because for him too, it's it's not it's not difficult. Like for you or me, it would be like we'd be. It's, it's his purpose. Exactly. He's on track and he's doing his purpose. So I I notice there's like there's a tremendous number of you know novice lightworkers who they feel the yearning they don't know how they don't know how to express themselves completely they're looking for um i think validation that they're on the right track and and i I think what comes along with that is feeling crazy yes what do you mean i'm an attorney and i'm going to walk away from it and become (laughs) this channeler there's a lot of that going on. I've I've spoken to recently uh, Brent Phillips, who was this you know brilliant tech uh, genius, you know engineer, software engineer, and um and and he, you know he had something that was a very debilitating, um, uh, physical condition that basically knocked him out completely, and he he was just trying to escape his pain, and he fell into and found out about um about healing and and rewriting the software. With his engineer mind, he wanted to re-engineer or backward engineer um, th- this whole thing of, of the ability that we have of, of healing ourselves and others if we, if we wish to. But um, one thing that was interesting to me when you were talking about your story and in, in the beginning, that near-death experience, uh, I've talked to a lot of people, there is something that happens in that near-death experience I don't, and I've had it uh, I've talked to other um, people as well when they were on the precipice of they they thought they were going to die they would look I mean by all by all means they were going to die there's this connection for me it was a, a time like stood still mm-hmm. um, it's it slowed down and then it just stood still and I was connected for a moment Amira to everything mm-hmm. and it was the most beautiful, peaceful, heavenly feeling I have ever, ever had. And I'm wondering if that is, if that's the place that we really are, that we are existing on that level at some point, but then we kind of have amnesia when we're back in this, in this body. I don't know. But in 3D, you're, it, I think you're right on. Right? Because yeah. there was no fear. There was no yeah. fear. And right. it was the most gorgeous feeling. And everybody that I've talked to, other than the the initial fear of the you know when your soul I guess steps out from your body going oh my god I'm gonna get run over by a car, there is they said they will always remember that feeling. 
Yeah, for me, it was, uh, I had a, an opportunity in my uh, going to the other side, I got to go through uh, into a door, it was a the infinite corridor of doors. And my guide told me I could walk in any door I wanted. So I went into the first door, it was a gold door, and I stepped into it and it was like a kaleidoscope of color, morphing patterns mm-hmm. of light and bright and intense I merged with the colors and the patterns and I could sense it and feel it and know it and I said where am I and my guide said this is the fabric of all creation wow this is love boom there it's it's the source of all and I never wanted, and I remember before I left, went into the room, he said, you can go in, but you can't stay. Well, when I was in that morphing pattern of light and colors, and it was just the feeling of being in a mother's womb, of so secure, so mm-hmm. full of love, so infinite, so untouchable. I don't know, we're, as, as infants, we, we aren't able to describe that, really, but I'm trying to imagine what it was like, you know, with no sense of fear. And, um, and then th- from that moment on, I, like you, Christine, I can't always connect to it. We are in 3D. And part of this ascension and this awakening is raising our vibration, one, so that we can connect through the veil, that, that wall that blocks us, our sense of perception of what reality truly is and isn't. That we are multidimensional beings. And once we can align with that in a conscious awareness, that's where true superhuman abilities and manifesting abilities really come into fruition. By the way, I loved your conversation and your interview with Brett. It was brilliant. Oh, thank you. And I I could relate to so much of that because I too had an illness in 1991. The doctors told me death or wheelchair. So that is another common trait that many people are experiencing right now. Yes. And, and if they can't get a cure, honestly, that was my biggest blessing. There was no cure for me. So as pissed off as I was, I was forced to meditate and yoga and chiropractic and acupuncture because that was in 91. That was the only thing that I had at my disposal. And those are the best things, quite honestly. Exactly. Exactly. You know? But thank God I had a narrow range to choose from. If I would have went down the Western medicine trail, God knows where I'd be. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so you and, look and, at... And just, just back to the near-death experience, mm-hmm. it's also a common theme between near-death experiencers is to have advanced psychic abilities or advanced healing abilities. Oh, yes. I, 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 can, I can see that just from the the people that I've I've spoken to as well. Right. Right. Now we had just we had uh I had mentioned in the beginning um talking about ascension and ascension symptoms and for for people who are listening who are like ascension what the heck are, what are they talking about? Do you mind um just g- <laughs> giving a little bit of a little primer um I, for folks I'm because ha- out of the box um with Christine out of the box is you know, we talk about all kinds of different subject matters. And first, for those who are not familiar with it, do you mind just uh, educating our audience a little bit about ascension and ascension symptoms? <laughs> you know, 
in, in the simplest terms, I see that the energies on our planet are raising. The vibration and the frequency on our planet is shifting. Mm-hmm. And it's raising to a vibration. You're seeing a lot of people dying at, at an accelerated rate because their bodies or their souls are ready, are not able to make the shift or energetic shift. And they're leaving their body and they're going to another dimension. They continue to exist because I can tell you, I talk to dead people all the time. They're really not dead. <laughs> and, and so they're in another dimension and they're, you know, existing in, in different ways. So besides that, people are experiencing symptoms of illness, um, a lot of mental fatigue and emotional disturbances, thinking they're going crazy. And this is also a symptom because of the frequency shifting. It's forcing us to think different. Our belief systems of old ways are dropping. Mm. And we're being challenged to find alternative ways, new thinking. Well, why, why don't you think that would work? Let's try it. Just because your mother always, you know, let's say, wash dishes a certain way. Well, who said we have to do it that way? Maybe we could do it in reverse. Or maybe we don't need water. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. But, you know, doing things new ways um, and technology is just skyrocketing, you know, just accelerating at such rapid rates. We're getting apps to do things, you know, simplifying things. And that can be good. And that we could take us go down a rabbit hole on that. But um, what else is going on? I think the biggest thing that I'm noticing from people is that because they don't know really what's going on is they feel crazy. They're losing their mind with mood swings and sleep pattern disturbances. And uh, they used to, let's say, feeling like they have to sleep during the day or not being able to sleep at night or waking up at 4 a.m., 3 or 4 a.m. I often tell my students, you know, if you're waking up, then do something valuable like meditate. You know, open up one of your guided meditations. Or this, um, some people are saying they've got these weird food, you know, like they're, they're not eating, they're hardly eating anything, but they're, but their body is expanding, like they're bloated. Um, mm-hmm. um, I've and, had and changing pattern, changing foods, like you might totally. be vegan for 20 years and all of a sudden you're eating meat. And then, or, and then the, and vice versa. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, also ringing in the ears, um, like a high pitch in the, in the ears. Some people are, are experiencing that, um, being triggered, uh, fears, old fears and, and, uh, um, insecurities and fears are being triggered and and to a to a point where it's um very confrontational for people because they're like you know uh, why why are these things you know coming up in my mind is that it's good that it's kind of like a pimple you know it's like (laughs) it's like it's 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 actually it's good that it is coming up to be cleared because we can't we can't ascend we cannot go and um and, and and move this planet up to a, a higher level really if we still have those 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 traumas and those stories those old stories that we have that that's all we are you know that so all the fear the negative beliefs all our wounds our scars our pain emotional mental physical has to be released Yes. In order for us to raise our vibration. Now, why, why are we raising our vibration? That would be a good question. Somebody might be asking is we're raising our vibration because as I'm going to say superhuman and there's an advanced or awakened human being, that means we have access, fuller access to 
more capacities of what we really truly have. Let's call them superhuman, psychic abilities, being able to read minds or know things ahead of time um, or uh, um, being able to manifest instantly. As you think, you create. So even more critical to having those negative thoughts and fears or thoughts of revenge or, you know. Hate. Hate released. That doesn't bring us to the vibration of love and where we're in harmony with each other. That's what, as we raise our vibration, that is the, the goal, is to bring humanity to closer vibration, closer to God, godliness. You know, I was reflecting on that expression, cleanliness is next to godliness. And a lot of people mistake that for being clean, like having an impeccable house and clean clothes and showering, you know, twice a day or at least once a day. And I was meditating the other day and I realized, no, it's, it's not about that. Right. I, I, that all leads us to the place. It has to do with our energetic frequency. As that energetic frequency is clear and smooth, as you think you create. And as Jesus said, you will create much more than I have. You know, I think I'm still working on wa walking on water part, but <laughs> <laughs> that's coming. It's oh, coming. you know, don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I had the privilege of living in the Middle East for five years and working with members of the royal family. And in the Muslim faith, being that, I, I don't know what it is, but they're incredibly psychic, Christine. And I thought maybe it was because they pray five times a day or they cleanse. They have this concept of cleansing before they pray. And so there's a conscious awareness of letting things go. Now, I'm not saying all of them, <laughs> all of them got it yet, but um, it, it made me think, you know, how, how come they're more psychic and in tune than we are over here in the West? Ooh, yeah, there is. Uh, I think, I think here, I, I, I think I'm still, I don't know. <laughs> I think here in the, especially in the United, in the United States, we are bombarded, Amira. We're, we are bombarded with, um, infotainment. Uh, um, there, we, we, we don't, we don't spend a whole lot of time really taking, taking that moment to, to be with the sacred and and I when I say that it's because some people well I go to church and I, oh no attending you know church is is one thing but really m blending and 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 becoming one with the sacred some people reach it through meditation through yoga um, through just being you know taking long walks in nature but but Americans in general are getting less and less of that on a whole maybe on the east maybe on like New York and California yes but the rest of the country not so much but really taking time to be with the sacred is something that I think a lot of people just aren't making time for, or they're not even aware of it, or they, you know, uh, it's, it's not something in their realm. Um, they don't trust it. They don't trust it. Yeah. They don't trust and it. I think they don't trust themselves to really be able to let go in a safe way. Know what that is. I mean, there's a, a gazillion different types of meditation. And I'm inclined to work with a 
guided meditations because it incorporates quantum tools. So in, in terms of guiding the mind to focus on, on something, it's like a shower. Like I, I equate it to like an energy shower. So you're actually purging and letting go of that unconscious fear that you've got stored or all of those lists of things that you've got to do you know, that are in your mind going, oh, did I leave the iron on? Oh, I got to run that errand. And then I got to go pick up the dry cleaning. And then I got to pick up the kids from, I mean, you know, we don't stop long enough to get the hit from our intuition or our guides or our angels. So true. That is so, so true. What's happening with this ascension process is more people are getting premonitions. And they're having vivid dreams and or they're seeing their dead grandfather walk down the hallway and they don't know what to do with it. Okay, there's a lot of people that contact me that are really frightened by it and they don't want it to happen. And quite honestly, you by shutting that down, those in, innate abilities that you have, you're shutting down your spiritual flow. You're shutting down your ability to manifest. You're shutting down your life force. So some people will choose that and that's okay. I'm, it's not a judgment. You know, they're entitled to have their path. But it is such an incredible journey when you do. When you do. Well, uh, what's so exciting for me is the synchronicities. Yes. When you know you're in the flow, it's in that zone. And, you know, in my miracle mentoring program, you know, we, we work the chakra system, we work the energies so that that's exactly what we're supposed to do. It's like, I call it the Jesus moment, call it, I don't know, Christine, what else? And call it living in Harry Potter world of magic, where everything starts to just flow. It's when, and when you're in that, space it it literally is like magic and uh and and especially what, what i what i like to do this is just something that i, I like to do like especially when i'm driving into work so i have sometimes i have a long drive so what i do is when i'm able to intentionally set this out i say okay like i rub my hands together like i'm doing right now i rub my hands together and i go okay what what fun game is going to happen today where I'm where I can recognize and be aware of synchronicities and the people and the places and the opportunities and the things that I'm that I'm supposed to be part of are going to make themselves known and I'm going to recognize them. Now that means it doesn't mean that oh I'm going to get a phone call from you know George Lucas and he's going to go Christine where have you been all my life I really want you to you know that's not it what, what <laughs> it means nice. <laughs> no no but what it means because this is I've gotten more I've just gotten so much more out of you know I, I'll I'll be at a gas station and I'm, I'm pumping my car and there'll be someone who's who's um who's homeless who's on the side of of the of the gas station and I'll walk in to give my money to the gas, you know, to, to pay for the gas, whatever. And my whole being, my whole soul, Amira, everything turns to this person and says, Christine, you know what you need to do. I immediately know what I need to do. And I, I can't do anything else but do that because I'm called to. I'm, my, everything is called to, my cells and my body. And I go over and I just want to 
just to give them my time and to tell them that they're loved, to tell them that they mean something and that they're loved. And can I do something for them? I've, I've just, I've done whatever I can. Sometimes I've, I've gotten a hotel room for them so they can have a one night sleep where they can close their eyes and they don't have to worry about somebody hurting them. And to me, that is a bigger reward, that connection to them, because in some other lifetime, they were, they were masters, you know, they were, they might've been kings, but we just passed them by the street and we cast judgment on them. And that is what I'm saying is that when, when I have that opportunity, I am so grateful because I am like, ah, you're my king. That's beautiful, Christine. And I think one, that's another symptom that's actually occurring within people is yes. they're driven yes. to purposeful mm-hmm. action and they're driven to um, change in ways of thinking that they never had before. Exactly. Uh, the other thing that I think is quite yes. common for people is repeating numbers. Oh my gosh. 1111. Amira, I have 222. 222. 222 is all all over the place with me. 2223. Yeah, all over. Is it yeah. is your what's your understanding on that? Is that just like something like like God universe just saying, "Hey, you're doing good. You're on the right path." Or or is it what is that? What is that, well, Amira? Personally, I haven't done a lot of you know, research or even in, you know, psychic interpretation on it. For me, I think it is a sign or a symbol from our angels or guides. I think if you kept getting 555 and you drove by a house that said 555 and then you saw in your car, it was a 555 on the odometer. And then, you, you know, you've got to tune into that for yourself. Is that a clue that you are doing the right things in the right place? Is that just getting your attention and nothing more? Or has that always happened, but you've never been aware of it before? Mm. It's all possible. What about with with the the shadows and the fears that are being um, purposefully, I guess, uh, brought up right now so that we can actually finally be free? Because my goodness, you know, when you think about it, when you are in that state, whatever it is um, of fear, uh, fear or insecurity, jealousy of, you know, you name it. Rage. Rage, resent. exactly. It really doesn't feel good. And you spiral. You can spiral, mean, you know, like it can, it can just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger till it just completely, you know, like you're like not a monster, but you're like, ah, you know, you can snap at your kids, snap at your, you know, wife. You can... Um, um, quit some, your job you can yeah uh, exactly you know, road rage I mean road rage exactly so what can we do what can we do to um, I don't want to say purposely bring them up but but how can we how can we face these shadows and fears or do we have to be triggered by an outside by something in other words is there something that we can do um, I knew I would rec- I would know, I would tell people to listen to your meditations and to to follow you. But um, well, what would well, that what, would be wonderful? Yeah. And, and here's the, the reason why: I was triggered by an illness. You know, I was forced to, into meditation because there was no solution for me. I had years of therapy, and that did nothing for me. I was tired of talking about it. And I know a lot of people are tired of talking about their pain. 
Yes. There's plenty that would keep talking about it, but quite honestly, so it's like me, I'm a bottom liner. I want to get to it, baby, clean it out and move on. Right on. So very simple techniques that none of us were taught how to basically manage what we are, which is energy. Mm. Nobody taught us how to ground ourselves. I see people spun out, you know, let's say the, they're in a hurry in the grocery, they, they're buying a coffee or something and there's a long line out the door and they're freaking out and the line's not moving and then somebody pulls out some coupons and then the cashier changes <laughs> you know it's it, it goes on like that well if a person were to ground themselves all of a sudden you dissipate the anxiety and a couple of things can happen you could open another cashier the line could get divided and a bunch of people go over there or they didn't even need to place an order or maybe they were just waiting to pick up and or maybe somebody just says, hey, you go ahead of me. Or, hey, I ordered a coffee and I don't want this. Does anybody else want it? I mean, lots of other possibilities can happen when we let go. But we go to anxiety. that worst. We go to that. We like to go to that worst case scenario. Why? This is effed. I fucking, yeah. Yeah. I'm never coming back here. I'm never, I'm I'm never coming back <laughs> We act like children, I swear to God. I hate that cashier anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been there. And guess what? We're doing it so we can feel real. Oh, we... Oh, we are like little children. We want to oh, be God. human, though. We want to feel that pain. We do? That gives us a validation that we're human. We're humans to have emotion. But you don't we already know this, Amira? Don't we know this? Do we do we have to have a meltdown? Yes, we do. Do we have we're to in kindergarten? Do we, in terms of evolution, we're in kindergarten. Do we have to be sent to the room because we're just throwing a fit on the floor? <laughs> Time out and put gum on the end of your nose. No, because sometimes, yeah. yeah, the reaction of of people, it's like. Uh, it, you know, something that's very small, a small inconvenience or something, people just wig out. I'm watching it and it's accelerating. Yes, because they're, it's, it's over. Yeah, it's, it's like an overreaction. But also I try like, uh, because I really do. I try, I try not to judge because I know they're going through their own process. But immediately, like I do also go back and I go to that little child that's within that, you know, 45-year-old body or 70-year-old body or whatever age body is doing the, 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 the venting and the spewing. And I try to, um, I try to, to see that little child because I, it's, it's something more than just the, you know, the grocery line being too long. That's something from, that's something else that's been boiling up within them. Yeah. Yeah. And considering that we're multidimensional beings, Oh my gosh, we're we're the beginning of that, and where that pain is being triggered from that for that individual, especially with our health. I find, hmm, I've had a few instances where, with my health, I've been able to shift my mindset so that I, I am not identifying with my illness, and when I don't identify with my illness, when I just say, "Oh, hello, nice to see you." You're not really required right now. Um, you know, you're welcome to you're welcome to stay, but you're really not needed right now. That's or another way to go is to ask, what does your body need to support it for wellness? Mm. 
So you're focusing on what the body desires, not what it doesn't want. Right. Like, how can you support your physical body? What is it asking for? Is it asking for a timeout, like a, a nap in the afternoon or a bubble bath or a walk around the park? Or sitting and reading a book? Whoever does that anymore? Nobody. I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just tuning in again. It's getting quiet and letting. And what are we doing when we do that? We let go. It's like taking a breath, going, your body goes, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, now I feel good. The little baby inside, little child within just goes, yeah, that feels good. Letting go. That, I think, is something that is so difficult for humans. To let go. Well, I think it's because we're, you know, when I look at the energy centers, I see the first chakra that's all programmed for survival. Mm. But if that that's triggering the body, if the body knows how to be grounded in a safe way, that's what the body wants, period. It wants to be safe. It's programmed at a primal level to survive it wants to be safe and so we have to employ tools you know we can't all be oming on the top of a mountain all day (laughs) (laughs) lovely but we're not there yet and then you know the concrete jungles there's no himalayas (laughs) that's true (laughs) there might be a street named after that mountain but yeah, so we have to bring it to us, and that's the way. It's an and what to, job. And what to, and what tools can we what what can we what can we do? What what tools can we start using to to help us in this in this process? The very first tool I teach all my students and all my clients and I employ all day long is grounding. Grounding. And, you know, we have every device that we own has three plugs on it, and one is a grounding wire. And if there's a surge of energy coming through that appliance or that device, it gets channeled into the ground so it won't blow up. But we as humans, we don't have a grounding cord, so we have to visualize or create one in our mind. And so we can channel the anxiety or the surge of energy that comes at us because we are, in fact, an energetic being. Totally. And so what? When the energies are coming at us, when we're being blasted by the news flashes or you know some scene or you know protest or even in in our own families an upheaval right we where does that energy go it gets stuck and then when the energy gets stuck in your ovaries or in your lower back or in your head you get a headache or you get ovarian cancer or you get you know a tumor of some sort. Because when energy stops flowing, it gets stuck and it creates dis-ease. It's very simple. And so grounding, imagine from the base of your spine, a, a line or a cord or a tube, and it's hooked from the base of your spine and it hooks right into the center of the earth. And I like to imagine those magnetic USB cords or plugs. Mm. And so they're mm. click, you know, And so you can drive with that grounding cord. You can go into the busy Starbucks and not be affected. Or you can go to a concert 
and stay in your energetic bubble, your auric field, instead of going into the band's aura or into the frenzy of the concert. So you could also, uh, because we have, we're, we're, you know, constantly inundated with social media, we check, we're checking our Facebook and Instagrams, you know, boom, boom, boom all the time. Um, so that you can also be, when you're grounded, you can check on, you know, uh, if you go on Facebook, then you're not going to be sucked into that world as well. Well, you, you could, and it doesn't mean you can't. There's some other tools that I employ, like one, I have a symbol on the edge of my aura. So it reminds me to stay present in my body and in my own energy field. And it keeps everybody out of my energy field. Whoa, what is so that? You have a symbol? I know, it's a secret symbol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's my very own secret So for symbol. us, Amira well, Hall, you, you, so for you us. You have your own secret symbol. So we, have a, so, so we put a symbol. On uh, the edge of your aura, like it should, a healthy aura should extend about arm's length around you all around you that's our aura okay. that's how far approximately. our energy bubble that's right. a healthy one have you ever noticed walking in a room and you notice somebody that has the command of a room yes yes that means their aura has completely filled the room and you literally walked into their bubble mm. and they control you mm. politicians are great at that uh musicians and you know right celebrities are really good at that that's good and bad, you know, because when they don't, when they're off stage or their career changes, then they lose themselves. Ah, uh, yes. You know, they go into a dramatic, uh, you know, recline because they don't have the inflow of everybody else's energy that's keeping them propped up. So, so you put, so on our auras, on the out, um, the extension of that, of our auras, are you saying to put a symbol, something that means something to you? Well, what I use is a rose. Mm -hmm. Okay, so because it's, I have clients around the world and globe. And so it's a uniform, universal symbol. And it doesn't have any negativity or associated with it. So it's a neutral symbol. And I drop an essence of myself in it. And I drop a, a grounding cord, or I imagine the stem of the rose going all the way down to the earth. So when people look for a mirror, they actually put their energy into that rose and they're not coming into my bubble. That's nice. <laughs> that's like a decoy. Right. So everybody on Facebook or YouTube or everybody that's looking for us or listening to this, they're not coming into my bubble. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, is it 100%? No. Because nothing is. Everything's moving. Energy's constantly moving. It's just a, you know, sort of a figment of our imagination that things are even solid or that you're in L.A. and I'm in San Diego. You know, really, we're right in the same bubble together. Right. <laughs> it feels like that, doesn't it? Yes, very much so. Yeah, I know. So that's the truth of everything. That's why dead people are really living. And I can see them. Do you... Uh, uh... This is for, yeah, for for people who have, um, well, as we say, lost someone, although we never do lose anyone. Um, is there a way that, that we can um, address, converse, interact with those that have gone to the other side, as they say? Absolutely. And I know what 
personally, you know, I've lost a very, very close friend and mentor um, the, earlier this year. And even though I know what I know, and he knew what I knew, and I knew he was going to try and communicate with me. And he has. Um, but the first thing is just to be, be still and ask for a sign mm-hmm. and or be open to the communication. And I have to say that in, even though I know what I know, I grieved very heavily for his loss because it was shocking and sudden. Um, but he gave me signs within three days hmm. and continues to interact with me on a regular basis, came to me in my dreams. So I think it's allowing that and knowing that they will and also allowing yourself, for me, understanding energy, I could literally feel feel his energy leaving my body like a wave. Mm. I was sitting at the stove making some scrambled eggs and I could literally, it felt like a whoosh leaving my body flowing out of me. And I went, wow, that's JR's energy. And it was phenomenal because I could start feeling more like myself. But because we were so close and we interacted so much, his energy was intermixed with mine. And that is the case with every single relationship there exists. We're all connected. Mm. As your and my energies are interchanging right now, when we finish this conversation, I'll be sending you your energy back to you. And I reclaim my own energy. And honestly, for people, that's the very first thing I do when I'm working with clients that are struggling with their relationships is I separate the energies and all of a sudden they're lovey-dovey again. (laughs) It is phenomenal. The very thing that drew you together starts repelling you when your energies get so mushed up. That's a highly technical term. (laughs) 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 But, but you know, how else do we describe it? Everything gets stirred up. And then you lose sense of your own essence. Well, and if you're dealing with your own shadows or, or triggers and things like that, then that can wash over into your energy with your, with your loved one. Well, and, you know, male and female, first of all, your energy, you're a female, your energy frequency is different than mine. But yeah. female to male, male energy frequencies are much lower than a woman, uh, like, than a female. You know, they're much higher frequency. So when the male energy, you know, tangles up with the female energy or immerses, it it starts to bring the female energy down and she starts to feel depressed or starts being just lackluster. The very things that attracted her to him, she starts being repelled or him to her. So they don't even know what's happened. It's just the energies. And the same thing with females. It doesn't have to, you don't have to be male, female, but the, just the nature of different frequencies when they intermix. So one of the very, very things that I teach people is how to send people their energy back to them. It's powerful. It's, it's rejuvenates you and it rejuvenates and it reignites uh, relationships. And if the relationship truly is over, then you can peacefully part ways. And you, oh, and, and oh my goodness, you should be at every divorce hearing, Amir Hall. <laughs> um, well, because it's, it, because it is, it's energy, it's energy. And I've seen grown adults act like, again, like children and do such horrific things to one another 
Um, and it's just, a t- you know, it's, it's an energy waster and a time waster. And it's, and it's, um, but what you're saying is so really important. And we're not taught this. We're not taught this in school. If we were taught this at a, a you know, even just at a, at a young age, just think of how different the world could be just with that respectfully having that energy, uh, gaining your energy back and not intermixing like that. Um, oh my goodness, it would be, it would be just such a beautiful world. Um, so, so that's where we have to take individual pers- per- personal responsibility. Res- responsibility, exactly. start clearing our energy field. I'm not kidding you. Miracles start happening. And life, it becomes synergistic and joyful. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to manifest and live a fulfilling, purposeful, enjoying life and learning our lessons. Hmm. And it really comes down to a very simple formula of us being ourselves completely, knowing who we are, embracing that fully and stepping it up because a lot of us are living way below what we should be doing and living. Right. We Yes. But it's but it's happening. I, I do. I think it's... Um... I think a lot of people are um, getting out of that caterpillar phase, <laughs> getting their wings well, going. they're in the cocoon, and that's all good. I mean, we're at various phases. And even once we get to be the butterfly, that dies. Yes. And then we start over at another level. Because yes. I've seen myself go through several more metamorphoses over the last 20 years. So it's a joke on humanity as we evolve and we, our light raises oh <laughs> uh, well it's but it is it is a journey i'm really glad that i've met you now and you're uh you're in this journey with me and our yeah. listeners as well um amira hall i want to thank you so very much uh i want to have you back because there's so many things that we, i want to talk about and an hour is just not enough um time with you uh, if, if people want to find out more about you and and possibly access some of the of course the meditation and the mentoring work that you do what's the best way for them to reach you the best way is going to amirahall.com and it's a-m-i-r-a-h-h-a-l-l.com a-m-i-r-a-h-h yeah yeah a-m-i-r-a-h-h-a-l-l.com amirahall.com and, um, and of course, people can still, they can uh, get your books as well on Amazon. The books are on Amazon and, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got a YouTube channel. There's lots of good stuff on YouTube. Fantastic. So will you come back again? We can... I would love it. This has been a thrill. Good. It's and then we can, <laughs> we can, um, we can actually, when you, you, you just let me know when you want to come back when, especially when you get a hit that you need to um, address the audience. Okay. I, I trust that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. You smell what I'm cooking? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you so very much, Amira Hall. Thank you so very much for listening today. And I want to remind you also, you can subscribe to this podcast if you haven't yet already. Shame on you. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or YouTube. Just make sure that you share this interview with family and friends. Until next time, I always want to remind you to stay outside of the box. Bye.